0: So this is the Dr. Zeus film podcast last or this morning at two in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. I witnessed the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. It really is a, a historical moment. Oh, geez. Um, and so, I, I mean, you know, you know, it's getting real when the bagpipes start playing. That's when you know it gets real. And that's a testament to her and her, her, her home life in Balmoral. Balmoral. So, you know, and many people have played the queen. She was not perfect, but she reigned for 70 years. And that's a testament to her people and to her and respect. Respect. And then today is the 70th birthday. I wish I could play some of the music of Mr. Nile Rogers. If you don't know who Nile Rogers is, chic. Good times. Chic La Freak I Want Your Love Um, Dance to the music He also produced a lot of hits We Are Family Diana Ross I'm Coming Out Uh, Upside Down David Bowie's Let's Dance Hello He really gave David Bowie a comeback With Let's Dance Nile Rodgers So that's a testament to Nile and then Sheik, Chic would play on those albums In fact, the last recording that Sheik ever played on as a band Was not their own, but Like a Virgin They played on Like a Virgin That was the only time that Niall Rogers ever worked with Madonna And I know that she wanted to work with him again So, maybe one day, Niall and Madonna will work together again Because you know, she's worked with William Orbit. More than once. So come on. Oh, I don't always work with the same producers. Oh, that's such BS. <sighs> but yeah. Um, oh, and then Duran Duran. And the B-52s. Steve Winwood's uh, Higher Love. Niall Rogers really has, I wouldn't say a golden ear. Because he has a magical ear. Because... To me, Nile Rodgers is worth more than gold because of all the joy that he's brought us through these these songs and through these albums. And and of course, I'd be remiss if I don't mention Daft Punk. That whole Daft Punk meeting, according to Nile Rodgers, what happened was they were trying to make chic songs. And he said to them, I was in chic. I know the inner workings of the songs. If I work with you, I can show you how we made those records. And so that's how um, Get Lucky and Lose Yourself to Dance came about. In fact, if you listen to Get Lucky with Pharrell and Daft Punk and Nile Rodgers, it sounds like a chic song. It sounds like Good uh, good Times mixed with... um, I want your love because of the whole song structure. And that that's a testament to Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers is legendary. So I wanted to just throw that in there. Because, you know, this is the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. I talk about music and film. And then last night, Bonnie Raitt and Mavis Staples. I wish I could go to every show. <laughs> if I was like a photographer, a professional photographer, then that would be my, you know, my ticket is to... Travel with the band <laughs> So yeah you know Shit happens and you can't always attend it Um But I am I have Denton Abbey 2 a new beginning Or a new era On the back burner and it will happen Because it needs to happen And it's raining <laughs> Oh geez These are crazy times We are finally getting the rain That we need or is? the Eurythmics so famously saying, here comes the rain again. Ha 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 Yeah. So is it going to be able to fill up the Hoover Dam and, or not the Hoover Dam, but the lakes that are dry. Dry as bones, basically. It, it remains to be seen. You know, there are climate, ch- climate change deniers. That's a very interesting thing, is that people think that's cool. They think that's cool to... Deny climate change. Oh, it's not real. Really? Really? So you don't think it's real? Or those who think the earth is flat? I'm thinking, uh have you not ridden in a plane? You know the curvature, you can see the curvature of the earth from an airplane. So I don't get how people think that the the earth is flat. It's not 1620. Come on, it's not 1705 or 1492. The world is round; it is not flat. If you think it's flat, then that tells me you've never been in an airplane, or you are you are a curvature denier. <laughs> now that's funny. You're a curvature denier. You are a you are a round Earth d- denier, just like you're a climate change denier. When people tell me that, you know. And, yeah, that's getting a little political up in here. But, you know, uh, when they say that they deny the climate change, and I just say to them, look, here's my get-out-of-jail-free card. My father is a scientist. I've said this many times on the show. All right? He's been telling us about climate change since I, since we were little, about the bees, and if something happens to the bees, we're screwed. We are screwed. But, you know, you, many of you... Want to deny that, you know, as as uh, Joni Mitchell so, so famously sang, Pay Paradise, put up a parking lot, you know, uh, tell the armor to pit red to put away the D and, and T now, uh, leave the uh, spots on my apples and ma- give me the birds and the bees. I mean, come on, come on. So, you know, I wanted to throw that out there, and you know, film and music it's a part of arts and sciences. See how it all I brought that all together for you. Um, There are a lot of films out there about the subject matter that I'm talking about. None other than Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up was really just like... It, it really is a mirror to our society and how we are inundated with a lot of bullshit. And when you go on the news to try to talk about something serious and you are laughed at and... You know, when it comes to the environment or space, uh, you know, pe- people are ignorant. People are ignorant. It's like someone went off on a certain person I won't, I won't mention because I don't want it to get full on political. And they said, oh, she's not really a doctor. And I said, um, she has a doctorate. But that's not a doctor. I said, she has a doctorate. If you have a doctorate, you are considered... A doctor of that field. You are not a medical doctor, okay? Well, what's the difference? Yeah, that's that's when people need to get slapped. <laughs> so I'm 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 in a very interesting mode right now because I have to go to work. I have to go make Doctor Zeus Film podcast money because I fund this show myself. One day, maybe I will go to Patreon, and then Jason Almey and I can have Patreon. Um, episodes, you know. I I have the utmost respect and love and admiration for Jason Almy and Christina Almy and their family. That's a that's a podcasting family, okay? And um but they taught me about professionalism and how to really make an episode worth its sauce. And then of course the creatures of the night, Adam Simmons and Uh, Chris Wetsky and... um, I haven't talked... Oh, God. The Creatures haven't done an episode in a long time. Um, I've been on there. We talked about science. We talked about conspiracy theories. I talked about the one time that a ghost did something to me. Or an entity. I don't know which. But something did something to me. I I didn't say no. (laughs) It was kind of like that moment in Ghostbusters. Remember in Ghostbusters where... The ghost is hovering over, um, uh, what is it, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and, and she unbuttons his pants, yeah, but I wouldn't like that, I couldn't see it, you know how you kind of wake up, um, I'm assuming it was the bewitching hour, it was probably three in the morning, and I felt something, and I couldn't open my eyes, and I was just like, okay, I'll go with it, I'll go with it. It was weird. It's weird. So, you know, or as Bob Dylan said, "Don't criticize what you don't understand." So I don't. I don't criticize Bob. Thank you. With with this podcast, it's all over the place. Come on, I know. I used to. People used to just listen and go, "Where is he going with this shit?" You know, like I'm having to wrangle uh, a monster, but I've learned to just relax and. Give myself to the podcast because, you know, that's that's what it's about. It's about doing this podcast, talking, which I love to do. And I try not to talk in Oprah terms because let's let's face it um, and, and nothing against Oprah. But like with this whole royal funeral, who are they talking at Oprah? Because she interviewed Harry and Meghan enough. OK, I don't want the drama. I just don't yes yes tabloids oh the london sun tabloids i get it but please don't mention oprah and the royal family in the same breath because that interview seriously okay i get it megan unhappy unhappy i don't i don't really have a dog in this fight okay i really don't um but if you look at history uh that's really how Elizabeth became queen, was because her uncle abdicated to marry a divorcee. And now Prince Charles, who is married to a divorcee, and he, well, I'm sorry, he's, he's king now. <laughs> but back in the day, that shit didn't fly. So here we are, okay? So, you know, I don't, I watched some of that interview, and I'm like, okay let's let's you know you you have both stepped away from the royal family it's time to move on okay but the way the way the media is they don't want them to move on they want to keep fighting everybody wants kung fu fighting yeah okay and and you know prince harry is a good-looking guy i can't believe i'm talking about this on the show you know and there's william you know they're both balding and Yeah. But back to the entertainment at hand of the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I cannot wait to dive into Downton Abbey, a new era. I already kind of know what happens. Not kind of. I already know what happens because I kind of read some of the synapses, some of the plot. I do that sometimes, you know. I did that with the Avengers, the last one. I did. I read ahead. Because I kind of wanted to know, okay, who dies? I couldn't help but do that, and I did. But then when I saw the movie, I, I forgot. I forgot that I had uh, read that. So then I thought, shoot. Because when you're in the moment of something, especially the enormity of those Avengers films, and now that they're going to do the next phase I don't care. I already li- it's like the '90s with Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. I already lived through that. I don't want to do it again. Okay, it's it's similar to when you're working in um, retail, like I did at one time, and you're working with people who are 18, and you're in your 20s or 30s, and they're like, "Oh, you want? Don't you want to go back to being 18?" No. Because I already lived it. I lived it. I smoked it. I fucked it. I was there. Why would I want to repeat? Okay? Like, I, I understand the premise of Drew Barrymore and never been kissed. But I don't want to experience that. What's done is done. And you you move on. And we move on. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we move on. So... Yeah, you're probably like where is he going with this? But <laughs> Yeah. So back to, you know, films. Films have such a, an ever-present life and they live within us and uh, I was reminded of this today. I was watching MSNBC with Ari Melber. Yes, I'm liberal. <laughs> I I or as Beyoncé would say, I ain't sorry. <laughs> um, and um, he had Jennifer Lewis on there And Jennifer Lewis is this extraordinary Extraordinary performer She is a performer She's an icon She is the mother of black Hollywood And I've talked about her on this show before And when she's on a show I sit and I watch Because she is intriguing to me Her energy, her life force Her humor and that really, I was having a pretty crap day And that made my day it wasn't so much the weather, I love the rain uh, You know, it was just I wanted an espresso and the machine Wasn't working and You know, I want my shit to work <laughs> So, but Yeah And I was watching her and she toasted Ari Melber and I thought I thought of the film Auntie Mame She would make such a great Auntie Mame Because of her energy and her vitality. And it reminds me of Rosalind Russell as Auntie Mame. You know, live! Because she was talking to him about live. Live in the moment. You know, live this life. And then they, they, you know, cheers with the mugs. And all I thought was, I, I even sent a message to her, which is stupid. But you should play Auntie Mame. She should. Auntie Mame is one of those films where... I identify with it because of that energy, that whimsical, oh my God, let's just go throw a party. And um, because I know people like that, but then watching it myself and, and just relating to it. And so it, it is, it's one of those classics. Andy Mame is, oh geez, it's as old as Madonna. <laughs> it really is. Came out in 1958. Uh, Rosalind Russell should have won an Oscar for it. She didn't, unfortunately. You know, all the greats—they—they they never get their fucking dues, and Rosalind Russell was one of them. If you think of her, his Girl Friday, and if you think of uh, Auntie Mame and My Sister Eileen, and I mean, just extraordinary. Uh, or where she played Mama Rose and Gypsy. I am. I am such a a fan of Miss Rosalind Russell, and so we're going to come back, Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, and um, we're going to pay some bills. Stay tuned, Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, coming up. So we're back, Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. I figured I'd play, since I was talking about Auntie mame and, and also I would be remiss if I don't forget Rosalind Russell in The Women, which was also, I mean, she was a really great comedian. She didn't, she didn't get the respect I don't think that she deserved. She did re- receive a Jean Hersholt award and you usually get that, you know, if you are working with people within the community, which she did. You know, um, she was a breast cancer survivor. Um, I think eventually she died of a stroke. I, I don't have it off top hand. But as a comedian, I mean, from his girl Friday to Auntie Mame, which I just mentioned. I mean, I would, I know if if there was a will, there was a way for Jennifer Lewis to play Auntie Mame. She would be extraordinary in it. I know that Cher was going to do it at one point where she was going to do a remake because, you know, Lucille Ball had done, like, kind of a really weird musical version of Auntie Mame called Mame that originally Angela Lansbury did on Broadway with B. Arthur. The film version was just... (laughs) it It was crap. But Auntie Mame, the 1958 movie really does stand up in terms of the humor yes there are a few moments in it where it is politically incorrect a lot of the classic films have that unfortunately and we can't go back and omit those things but what we can do which they did with Gone with the Wind is that they can provide um, a notation of why this this happened and, and all that but here's just a clip from Auntie Mame Keeps on gushing. There ain't nothing I can do about it. Live. That's the message. Yes, life is a banquet. stay. You will only get your depraved hands on him Christmas and summer, and I wish to heaven I could prevent that. Yeah, if you'll only give me another chance, I'll prove to I like would exactly. give you the time of day after the dirty double cross you pulled on me. But you can't take him from me. He's, he's all I have. Now, the book of Auntie Mame is a lot racier than the film. And um, that's really due to the times. There were certain things that you couldn't say in film. Here we go. Actually, it's sort of a fishberry jam. It's called caviar. Oh. Mr. Page is a great educator, and he runs a school down in the village where they do all sorts of- Greenwich Village. Do you think you might find room for Patrick? For him? Yes. Ah. This boy, I see already the fire, dust, and air. Well, we'll just add water and stir. Ah, there you are, my little love. Well, now you come right away with your Auntie name and sit down for one minute. You really get to know each other. Is the English lady sick, Auntie Ma'am? Well She's not English, darling. She's from Pittsburgh. She sounded English? Well, when you're from Pittsburgh, you have to do something. Cubism, squift, neurotic, heterosexual. Oh, my, 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 he... And that's where he, there were certain words he didn't know, so she would tell him to circulate and to write down the words, which then, you know, and back then you couldn't say certain words like that in a film. Um, But my favorite is when he's saying, is the English lady sick? And she's like, she's not English, she's from Pittsburgh. Well, well she sounded English. Well, when you're from Pittsburgh, you have to do something. (laughs) So yeah, um, I could see Jennifer Lewis playing that. That's just, you know, a suggestion out there. And so here we are, it's Monday. And unpleasant dreams.